live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. Oh, see, senor. Dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the... That's right. Oh, my bowels. The bowels. The bowels? The, the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And hey, everybody, on a Friday, uh, we're under <laughs> bringing the our bowels to you wherever you are. Sorry, go on. On a Friday, we're under the tutelage of our general manager today. Joseph R. Biden, leader of the free world and deterrer-in-chief. We'll okay, explain cool. later. Cool. That's awesome. Welcome to the day. Headed into the weekend. Your first spring weekend of 22. What do you got planned, huh? You're probably going to put on a white linen suit and white buck shoes or your best pink dress and white shiny patent leather uh, pumps and uh, go out to, to some sort of party. Is that one outfit or several? So for a man and a woman. Or, oh, I see. Sorry, I'm not a oh, biologist. Hey, hey, Whatever hey, they are. Hey, misogyny or paternalism or transphobia or, or racism or something. That's right, I'm not a biologist, so I don't know what you are, but anywho. Give me uh, five minutes. I'll tell um, you what you are. Give me five minutes. <laughs> I'm not sure I need five minutes. Give me five seconds. I suppose it depends on how complicated your buckle system is. <laughs> um, so the, uh, the president is headed to Poland. He spoke yesterday. We've got some uh, info on that and uh, NATO coming together. The war rages on. And uh, Zelensky asked for more stuff, and NATO said, kind of mumble, mumble, mumble. I like the big statements. I don't understand why this was news yesterday. I like the big statements. Would there be a response from NATO if they used chemical weapons? There would be. What would it be? Depends. How is that news in any sense whatsoever? <laughs> I don't, I don't well, understand I why that is in any way news. Is that the dog that didn't bark? Is that why it's news? I mean, it's news because they said something, I suppose. But yeah, I and well, I so, get this so out of the way. It's news because he he didn't take everything, including minor sanctions, off the table. Wow, that is some extraordinary news. Well, the question had to be asked and it had to be answered. The fact that it was kind of a non-answer is news to me. But it, I want to get this out of the way right now. As a ideologue is a person who would prefer one set of ideas over another to govern me in our country. I would much prefer that Joe Biden and his party were out of power. I'm not a big fan. I think he's wrong about a lot of things. Um, and therefore, I took some small, childish and shameful delight in his floundering on the world stage yesterday because he floundered in a lot of ways. Um, partly age, senility, jet lag, uh, pressure, the rest of it. As an American and as a person who doesn't want to get either obliterated or radiated by Russian nukes, it's very important that he do well on the world stage. In fact, I pray that he does brilliantly and he and NATO come through. The third not quite as catastrophic, uh, you know, radiated by a nuclear holocaust is the economy, the world economy being decimated for like an entire decade like happened in the 30s. I don't want that to happen either. 
Sure, or American lives and treasure having to be sacrificed to beat back uh, the evil uh, Russian, Putin. Uh, So, uh, in short, I am rooting hard for Biden and NATO to perform brilliantly, do the right things, and minimize the bloodshed. On the other hand, man, do we have a senile old president. Yeah, he has aged so much since he became president as... uh well, it could be the pressure of the job. Uh, presidency ages everybody, even even 40-year-olds, you know, age before our eyes. But my dad has also talked about the whole um, getting older. He's in his mid-80s, and uh, you make leaps. It doesn't happen gradually. Just one day he woke up, and he was much older than he had been a couple of years earlier. For For some reason, that seems to be the way it works. It's the way it's worked in my life, too, now that I think about it. it's 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 weird. Anywho, so either the pressure, he just had that leap from, you know, 75 to 78 or something like that, where he just aged a lot. He looks, sounds so much older than he did when he was running for president, which wasn't that long ago. So slurry. Oh, and so slow moving and just so frail and hunched over looking and everything. He didn't look that way at all when he was running for president. Not the, like, really slow, hunched over, shuffle over to the podium. But that's the way he is now. God, where will he be at the end of the first term? I'm reminded over and over again of of what Barack Obama said when Biden said, hey, I'm going to run. He said, Joe, you don't have to do this. And that that that's a telling sentence there. We should uh, start the show officially because the opening clip, I think, will be fodder for conversation. Joe is, man, Joe is going to light it up. So you ready? Um, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. How did it already get to be Friday, March 25th, the year 2022? New you in 22. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin then. Officially, according to FCC rules and regulations, here we go at Mark. Sanctions never deter. Sanctions never deter. The purpose of the sanctions has always been and continues to be deterrence. The deterrence effect of these sanctions is still a meaningful one. Yeah, the old fella lost uh, control or lost uh, his talking points or something and, and, and berated reporters from the uh, the microphone at the NATO meetings yesterday that, that uh, d- d- sanctions were never meant to deter. Everybody knows that. They don't deter. They they don't deter. They don't deter. He repeated it over and over again. And we have tapes of everybody in his administration saying the purpose of these sanctions is to deter. Strange. Yeah. Just when I was watching that yesterday, I just thought, man, politicians just will say anything. They'll just say anything. Whatever's convenient at the time. It's just what they do. Yeah, but I mean to to make such an egregious error in messaging um is it's a, that's the sort of failure that makes you believe that he is not up to the minute by minute incredibly historically high stakes uh, poker game against Putin. I hope Macron steps in or somebody. I, I thought I'd never say that in my life. Uh, I don't know who else is sharp over there. Who's that that cute chick from Denmark? How smart is she? Maybe have her take control. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll get into more of that if you haven't heard it. <clears throat> it's pretty darned interesting. I got distracted when I said knew you in 22. I uh, had my highest weight of the year today when I stepped on the scale. And I've been good all week. I don't know what mm. the deal is. It's just so disappointing. <laughs> Moving well, up. Let's, let's uh, go through a couple of questions. Did you consume an entire pie yesterday at any point? No. 
any significant portion of any individual pie. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's just so frustrating. The whole losing weight thing, it's just, it's a a racket. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me about it. Oh, my gosh. How how does mailbag look? Oh, it's really outstanding. Plus, we need to uh, get to Clips of the Week since it's Friday. Clips of the Week is always fun and a bunch of the other news of the day that we can catch you up on. Um, I don't know if you heard the story about Clarence Thomas's wife's texts. You're probably thinking, that's what? Um, I, I didn't know Clarence wife, Clarence Thomas's wife was a thing. I'm not that plugged into D.C. like people who are plugged into D.C. are. But she's a really, really big in Washington, D.C. Republican politics going years back. And a bunch of her texts around the whole uh, Trump election thing come out yesterday and getting a fair amount of attention. And we probably should touch on it at least. They lean a tad toward the wacky. By a tad, I mean completely. Yeah, she was fully in uh, fully in uh, in the... Um, the furthest extreme, really, of all the beliefs out there of the election being stolen. So um, we'll get into that stuff later. All on the way. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We had last month the lowest number of people wanting un- making unemployment uh, benefit claims since 1969. And I think wow. they're talking about the raw number, not the percentage. If it's a raw number, it's extraordinary. Given the percentage growth that we could get to a number that low. Meanwhile, we have millions of unfilled jobs. What's the story? What's happening? Nobody knows. I talk to employers. They don't know. I talk to employees. They don't know. You can't hire a human. It's impossible. If you find one you can hire, they can't do anything. I mean, anything. (laughs) They can't put on their shoes in the morning. (laughs) Well, you need more workers away from other places. Yeah. And uh, anyway, we can talk more about that later. Sure. Uh, we got your freedom, love, and quote of the day. A really good mailbag coming up. But first, let's take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. Thank you. It's 100 on the crazy meter. I am uncancelable. Why is that? Because I don't give a <laughs> What kind of man shaves with a Jeremy's razor? I don't know. How about cowboys? Firefighters. Those guys that shot Osama bin Laden. And we're going to kill a bison and split, spread the blood on our foreheads and dance around a tree. Damn. Oh. And the feed. What did you use to feed them? Um, horse meat. Damn. And then as of June 1st, we're going to smear goose liver on our chests to prevent pneumonia and the consumption. And I think we should recognize that the jackassery we often see around here. Uh, can you provide a definition for the word woman? Can I provide a definition? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. I can't. You can't? But Ukrainian soldiers have surprised the world. NATO officials now reportedly say 40,000 Russian soldiers have been killed, injured, captured, or are missing. In Mariupol is becoming the Alamo. It is becoming a, a, a quagmire for, for Russia. 
It's Putin's war, not Russian people's war. What is the atrocity threshold? He's now looking at, seriously, probably chemical weapons. What China is doing is send foods, medicine, sleeping bags, and a baby formula, not weapons. You have to have a mask to order food. I said, I want a cheeseburger and I want a water. This argument is baseless. Drowned in tartar, that filet fish is tasteless. Big buttery jukebox. Egg disaster. Everybody looks like your Aunt Jill. Kenny Chesney, the food. <laughs> Give her the mob. Now she's got it. Oh, what a play. The cheerleader saves the day. A couple of follow-ups on the cheerleader saves the day story. I was closing tabs on my... Uh on my computer here that I use in the studio, and uh, and I decided to watch that video one more time. Hadn't occurred to me when I first watched it. She is in a basket. They, the cheerleaders, are in a basketball stadium full of screaming fans, panting, shouting athletes, r- referees running to and fro. And the cheerleaders are the only people wearing masks, and every single one of them is wearing a mask. Hilarious. I didn't even know that. Because of some idiotic, uh, superstitious NCAA rule that they, well, they exempted those people and those people. And, well, we, you know, the fans won't cooperate anyway. So, so just the cheerleaders were, were wearing masks. Second thing is that wow. whole that new thing where uh, name image likeness, NIL, they call it. Um, now college kids can control their name, image, and likeness and make money from it. You know who's making money? That cheerleader. She's licensed t-shirts that say the cheerleader saved the day awesome. and have her, her image on there. Wow. So what sort of wacky things are people going to do now? Because if you can become a meme for a day, especially like during March Madness or something like that, you could, you could sell, you could certainly make thousands of dollars selling t-shirts. Sure, yeah, buy yourself a car or something like that. That money, you're not going to be a millionaire, probably, but what the hell? <laughs> if you're the guy who's, you know, from uh, North Carolina and you steal the ball from the Duke guy and run out the door as the cheerleader, <laughs> there you, you, go, would, exactly. you, would, you would sell $50,000 worth of T-shirts tomorrow. Uh, yeah, exactly. You get booted <laughs> off that cheerleading squad. You don't care. You're a senior no, anyway. There's going to be real incentive to go uh, to, to, to be able to meme yourself. Well, as a fan of wackiness, I'm, I'm gratified by this. I'd like to see more of it, not less. Uh-huh. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. Uh, once again, Winston Churchill. I think this one's fantastic, especially because Churchill was the one, in the 30s especially, who was lecturing Europe, begging them, prepare to fight the Nazis. We have to rearm ourselves. We have to stop Hitler before it turns into, I don't know, a cataclysmic world war. But he said, never, never, never believe any war will be smooth and easy or that anyone who embarks on the strange voyage can measure the tides and hurricanes he will encounter. The statesman who yields to war fever must realize that once the signal is given, he is no longer the master of policy, but the slave of unforeseeable and uncontrollable events. So true. Yeah. Yeah. Heavy stuff. Mailbag. Boy, we earned the rough side of the tongue of Ed out of Oklahoma. Uh, 
who uh, says you keep insisting that all eight justices, four from Harvard, four from Yale, etc. That's incorrect. Amy Coney Barrett graduated from Notre Dame Law School. It's absolutely correct, Ed. You know, I'm, here's an embarrassing revelation and a shocking one. A peek behind the curtains. Sometimes we forget stuff. You don't have to the, yell at us. But, but that, that <laughs> doesn't make any difference. That's So you got one exception out of, look at the last 30 justices. Right. Yeah. Or the yeah. last 30 years of justices. But Our accuracy is, still is valid. my hallmark. That's right. That's true. Take that, Ed. Hmm? Oh, here's a nice note from Suzanne in DFW. Uh, before Jack even mentioned... When you guys were talking about radical monogamy, before Jack even mentioned the wisdom of the books of the Bible, the discussion uh, brought to mind from the book of Ecclesiastes, uh, chapter nine or chapter 1, verse 9. That which has been is that which will be, and that which has been done is that which will be done. And so there is nothing new under the sun. That's exactly. The sun also rises. The whole the whole point of all that stuff is there is nothing new happening. All right? Everything has happened before, over and over again. There is wisdom to be had from observing what has happened in the past. Indeed. Yeah, the clothes change, but little else. Uh, guys, I asked my four kids what a woman is for scientific purposes. Here are the results. Ellie, who's two and a half years old, uh, pointed to Maggie and then said, me. Maggie, who's five years old, said, mommy, grown-up girl, they don't cook on the grill. <laughs> hey there. <laughs> Joey, who's seven years old, said, a girl, long hair, wears dresses, puts on makeup. Brian, who's 10 years old, said, a person, long hair, high pit, higher-pitched voice, different body parts. Please note the subject was shy and did not want to name the body parts. <laughs> oh, in, in conclusion, note, none of the subjects are biologists, yet could say what a woman is. Mm, that's controversial. <laughs> oh, uh, please. So, <laughs> so uh, what Joe Biden said yesterday it is not in keeping with things they'd said in the past, so stay tuned. I did not say that, in fact, the sanctions would deter him. Sanctions never deter. The president believes that sanctions are intended to deter. The purpose of the sanctions, in the first instance, is to try to deter Russia from going to war. We want them to have a deterrent effect, clearly, and he hasn't invaded yet. The allied relationship is such that we have agreed that the deterrence effect of these sanctions is still a meaningful one. Sanctions are not an end to themselves. They serve a higher purpose. And that purpose is to deter and prevent. So uh, what are some of the, who are some of those voices and what is the timeline of those statements? Oh, man, that is uh, everybody from uh, John Kirby, the spokesman for the Pentagon, to uh, Kamala Harris, to uh, Jake uh, Sullivan. What's his name? I can never remember his name. Uh, that's like everybody in the administration who speaks on foreign policy. It's the entire foreign policy team. And that was everybody everybody but the president at the beginning. That was from weeks ago when they first put the sanctions in place, correct? The president right. was from yesterday. Screaming yeah, at correct. a reporter. <laughs> like belittling the reporter for even asking the stupid question. Yeah, let's go ahead and play clip 37. Sir, deterrence didn't work. What makes you think Vladimir Putin will alter course based on the action you've taken today? Let's get something straight. You remember, if you covered me from the very beginning, I did not say that, in fact, the sanctions would deter him. 
Sanctions never deter. You keep talking about that. Sanctions never deter. The maintenance of sanctions, the maintenance of sanctions, the increasing the pain and the demonstration why I asked for this NATO meeting today is to be sure that after a month we will sustain what we're doing, not just next month, the following month, but for the remainder of this entire year. That's what will stop him. Yeah, well, your entire foreign policy team believes differently or believe differently. It's, you know, it's it's not significant. You've got a nuclear power at war in Ukraine slaughtering children by the hundreds, okay? Um, but it's a little scary that the president's that out of touch. Yeah, I think you're right from what you said earlier. The, the story is not. Uh, you know, a radical change in policy or anything like that. If he were, if he were the Joe Biden of not that many years ago, he would have been more supple and have been able to uh, say, well, sanctions do deter. When I, when we say deter, we mean over time. Nobody thinks sanctions deter immediately. It takes time for sanctions to do their work. You know, he could have worked that out somehow, but he's not that guy anymore. The story is not the deter or not deter. The story is that He's too old to handle the complexities of of of, of his job at this right. point. Right. Clearly. Clearly. Especially, you know, intense, world-changing, uh, globe-trotting diplomacy. Just, he's just not up to it. And, and I pray that doesn't have terrible consequences. God, I, I, I've been saying this for a long time, but I just think someday... Maybe long after he's gone might be one of those deals like the way stuff keeps coming out about Nixon, you know, uh, but someday there will, there will there will be archives opened and we'll find out the troubling conversations people were having very close to the president during this time when they're like, wow, can you believe that meeting? What was he talking about? Yeah. Yeah, isn't a lot of that stuff held under the 50-year guideline, yeah. though? Yeah, Well, I don't know about you, but... <laughs> well, the, the, there will be people write books, but then there will be other stuff that comes out, you know, uh, official records and that sort of stuff. But th- th- there have to be moments behind the scenes where people oh, yeah. are just like, holy crap. Yeah, you're right, though. The inevitable rats fleeing the sinking ship books, which will be coming out probably right after the midterms. At least that's when it'll begin. Uh, So those will be interesting. But anyway, to the substance of the thing. So you have all the NATO ministers and prime ministers and everybody getting together, meeting behind closed doors. They came out with a rather vague um, description of what they would do if Russia used chemical or nuclear weapons. In fact, uh, our old president said, we'll respond in kind, which means we would use chemical weapons. Now, everybody every, everybody realizes he meant proportionally. If they use mustard gas, we'll use mustard gas. Oh, boy. No, no, we won't. They gas uh, children, we'll gas their children. Jeez, geez, Louise. No, we will not respond in kind. We will respond proportionally. And he said it kind of, well, we'd probably have the clip where he said. But, uh, yeah. That's fine. It, 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 yeah, go ahead. Uh, Twenty. I'm sorry. Thirty-three. And to clarify on chemical weapons, could if chemical weapons were used in Ukraine, would that trigger a military spo- response from NATO? It would. Re- it would trigger a response in kind. Whether or not you're asking whether NATO would cross, we'd make that decision at the time. So you say that I I kept thinking all day long because I was like the lead part of the story all day long. What is the news here? Why is this news? You're saying it's news 
because they didn't announce a red line. That's the news. Because announcing that we'll do something. Here, I'll tell you what. We won't do completely nothing if he yeah. gasses people, which is not really news because I assumed we'd do something. Well, that same reporter followed up and said, what kind of response? And, and he said, well, it depends on how they use it. So depends. Pretty soft theme. talk. Brought to you by Depends, protective adult garments. I continue, well, to, it, I continue to like this discussion of uh, do, 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 do we keep taking things off the table and, and, and saying what we won't do or being afraid to draw red lines, or should we be more bold? Say, here, here's the deal, Putin. We're, nucle- we're a bigger nuclear power than you, all of us together. And here's the deal. Don't do X, Y, or Z. I have a very strong feeling that a big factor in this is that NATO believes Putin wants NATO to get involved. It's the only way he hangs on to his position. It's the only way he hangs on to his regime, his fabulous wealth, his power, is if he can provoke NATO into getting into the fight, then the Russian people rally to his side. I mean, if you're making that calculation, and I have a pretty strong feeling they are, that puts you in a really interesting spot. Right. And it's uh, been pointed out by a, a, a lot of people, and it's true. You know, this was all happening before I was born or when I was a tiny kid. There were a lot of horrible things that the Soviet Union did around the world. And we stayed out of it because they were a nuclear power. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's so sickening. It's heart-wrenching. Judy's out of town, uh, and it's probably a good thing. Otherwise, I would have adopted two or three Ukrainian children last night. She wasn't around to discuss it with. Uh, watching various news features and stuff, my heart just you know ached for them, as I'm sure a lot of you folks uh, do, too. Um, it's unimaginable. But, it's absolutely unimaginable. You watch some of those stories. You see some of those moms interviewed or whatever. It's just, you, just you, you think, how would you even get up? How would you even get I up in the morning? Listening to NPR earlier today to punish myself for my sins, and uh, they had an incredibly touching feature on these children injured in the war and their terrible wounds and all. Um, So I was going to say, you know, getting back to NATO's position and Putin trying to bait us into some sort of fight to to save his own ass, ironically. um, You know, I've told stories before of, uh, you know, it was a baseball game and somebody on the other team tried to bait one of our guys into a fight, swung on him, and our guy laughed at him, essentially. And he saved a whole lot of violence and a whole lot of ugliness through his restraint. At the same time, though, the slaughter of the Ukrainian people, including children, is is it boggles the mind and, and shocks the conscience. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It gets you down to the the oldest questions that human beings have of, you know, why is there evil or why do bad things happen to good, innocent people? I mean, because it's just, you know, I mentioned the newscast I saw the other day where the mom was talking about her six year old saying, Mom, why are they trying to kill us? Yeah, that's a damn good question. Why are they trying to kill you? Yeah. So another major news development out of the NATO meetings, there was a big announcement that uh, uh, Europe is going to cut its reliance on Russian fossil fuels. And indeed, the United States is going to become the great uh, gas station of democracies eventually. Here's the problem. Partly because of the energy policies of Obama, Biden, etc., we have shut down a lot of our capacity to produce uh, fuel, and we lack, and Europe lacks actually too, the terminals that are needed to transport that amount of liquefied uh, natural gas back and forth. We don't have enough terminals to put it on the ships. They don't have enough terminals to receive it. So that's going to be a two to three year process. Uh, And during that two to three years, Europe, 
does what for fuel oil in the winter and, and gas for their cars? It's not really clear. God dang it, it was a mistake for us to not just go full force toward becoming, for us to becoming America's, uh, the world's gas station. But the, 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 the loudest voices on the left, fossil fuel is bad, climate change is a threat, you know, won the day, at least enough to keep us from going that direction. And we're now learning that Putin funded a lot of those people around the world, including the United States. He funded a lot of the anti-fracking protests and all that sort of stuff, funded by Russia because he wanted to be the one to provide the gas. Because guess what? People are going to keep using the gas until something better comes along. It's going to come from somewhere. But you morons think it's somehow better to come from Saudi Arabia or Russia than from Texas, you idiots. Well said, my friend. Well said. We should probably take a break so Michael doesn't have to punch you in the junk, uh, which is the new policy. If Jack won't stop talking, he gets he gets punched in the nether regions. It's crude but effective. Uh, <laughs> Try it at your workplace. Boy, if you'd like to contemplate, I don't know, nuclear holocaust, I could tell you about the contingency plans going on, uh, contingency planning at the highest levels of the U.S. government, State Department, Defense Department, that sort of thing. Oh. All right. He nukes Los Angeles. What do we do? Okay, can we okay, do that? He, to... he gasses Warsaw. What do we do? Can we do that to kick off hour two? That sounds really good. All right. Yeah, it's heavy. Well, yeah. It also might happen. For crying out loud. Stay with us. There's it's a freaking the war going on. Yep. That's right. That's right. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So where did you come across this, Michael? It's just something that's making the rounds on the Internet? Yeah, it's actually a pretty big story. I mean, it's viral videos making the rounds on the Internet, though. Gone viral, as they say. So it's a teacher losing their S in the classroom. Uh, North I guess. Carolina high school teacher. And I've got a story that ties into that from uh, someone I know whose family member may or may not be a teacher about what's going on in their public school. Uh, my, so I've heard this tape, by the way, okay. and my opinion on it will shock you. Oh, okay, here we go. Does anyone else want to try my authority? Because I am done playing with you idiots. I am here because I want to be here. I somewhat enjoy this job. You need something from me. I need nothing from you. And if you don't like my language, I don't give a Get out now. I'm not. Get out now. I need to ask a question. Get yourself and get out. Put your phone away. No, O. Put your hole. Get out. You have no right. You have no right to have your head. You have no authority. Try me. Try me. Uh, That's the second half. Michael, I really want to hear the first half. I'm bummed. I like the term, you idiots. I'm tired of dealing with you idiots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, the opinion that I have that will shock you is based on the other part, which uh, for some reason is not there, but we'll we'll have it in a bit. He's telling these kids, and, and we heard the very end of it, that, look, you need an education. If you want to get your government check on the 1st and the 15th and live a miserable life and be a statistic, that's up to you, but I don't want that for you. 
and uh, and then the, some of the kids smirk and laugh or whatever, and that's when he goes nuts. And that's that was over the top. Yeah, obviously. You know, whenever I got the "you're only hurting yourself" speech, I always thought you're trying to fool me. You're trying to pull one over on me. It wasn't until I was, you know, a much older person that I realized, yeah, they were right. They're right. I am yeah. only hurting myself. I'm not doing any harm to the school or them or anything else. All I'm doing is holding myself back by not doing this or that or that. Um, one thing I thought when I was listening to that, it reminds me, and I've, I've never sounded like that with my kids, but I have had like various behavioral problems where I realized quickly I've allowed, I won't be specific, but I've allowed X to slide for way too long. That's how we got here. I'm not going to correct it all in, you know, in one, you know, that's it. I've allowed something, something, something. And I think that's what has happened in schools. And that poor guy is trying to fix the direction schools have been going for so long, which gets to this uh, communication I got from someone I know whose family member is a teacher. Sent me this. Obviously, things were a little worked up in, the, in, the, in that household. If you taught one day, you would quit. Teaching is nothing like even five years ago. There are no rules, no directions. It's scary and horrible now. So-and-so is quitting, going to quit five years early, so are a lot of the friends, or they're just so apathetic they've given up and they don't care anymore. I would never send anyone to a public school. I realize not all public schools are like this. A lot of them are, though. Administration. Well, I guarantee that high school in uh, North Carolina has that restorative justice thing where you can't oh, yeah. boot kids oh, out yeah. for open insubordination, misbehavior, et cetera. Yep. Yeah. This school has restorative justice where you cannot punish yeah. anybody for anything, including, I know at this particular school, for being late. You can be late as often as you want. You can get up in the middle of the class and just walk out, and nobody can say a word to you. Can you imagine what your high school would have been like if you could just get up and walk out? It would have started with, you know, the kids you can probably still picture in your mind who would have immediately just stood up and walked out. Then it would have grown a little more, and pretty soon you'd have had practically the whole class just getting up and leaving. Right, which is going to happen. But what about if you could punch somebody in the face or bully them? And then you would just be brought into a meeting and and be told, you know, it, it really hurts people when you punch them in the face. And you say, oh, okay, I get it now. And there's no punishment. Yeah, it's amazing. This is more of the rant from this person who's... uh Family member, it's a teacher. Uh, administration sucks. Parents suck. Kids have zero boundaries. Fights, just a horrible situation. All teaching pals quitting or just checked out and don't care. Here's, here's, and this is a new one. I don't know how often this happens. The administration changed one of blanks kids' grades from a D to a B to pump up their numbers. Teacher didn't find out until uh, the kid had looked at the electronic transcript and mentioned it to the teacher. And the teacher thought, what? You didn't get a B? Went back and looked in the computer, and it had been changed from a D to a B without telling the teacher. Bumping up the grades to raise the points to make the school look good to have better averages. So no longer, so you, you don't punish anybody for any bad behavior. You can show up late. You can leave school. You can go punch somebody who's just sitting over there. You don't get in any trouble. And if you get a bad grade, at least at this school, they're going to raise the grade because they got to keep their averages up for, you know, that's the whole good hearts law thing. As soon as a measure becomes a goal, it's worthless thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How obvious is it? I mean, it's obvious to us, obviously, how diseased some American public school systems are. And something that diseased will die. It will it will fall apart. It will cease to function. And and boy, we're heading for this giant crisis. It's so obvious. 
And you really don't hear people discussing it in a widespread way, probably because so much of the lefty media is sympathetic, at the very least, to the teachers' unions and or the equity diversity crowd or the administrators or whatever. Yeah. And then you have various places like the state of California where they just keep lowering the standards, for Mm -hmm. instance, for a high school graduation to where it's just a meaningless term. I mean, it just helps. That helps the minority kids, Jack. Don't you understand? How could allegedly smart people think think graduating somebody that hasn't learned anything helps them? There is no field in human endeavors as prone to fads and ridiculous theories as education in America. I mean, I could give you a list from the whole language learning debacle. And if your kids are in a school like that, get them out because they're not going to learn to read. Um to uh, you know the equity, justice, and inclusion stuff. Uh, some of which is is fine. It's nice. It's well intended. But then you get into the full on w- white oppressor kids garbage, uh, Ibram X Kendi d- d- nonsense. Um, I just again, I'm I'm a doctor. You walked in. Your blood pressure is through the roof. You're coughing up blood. You have sores all over the place. And and I'm trying to tell you, hey, you're really sick. And the answer is, no, you don't know what you're talking about. That's American education right now, public education. So I mentioned earlier, I had my highest weight of the year when I got on the scale this morning little bit of schadenfreude to make me feel better. I just saw a picture of uh, Kim Jong-un, the leader of North Korea. He's gained a lot of his weight back. Remember, he lost so much. Always happens. He lost so much. He looks so good. He's gained at least half of it back, if not more. So I feel a little better now. I hope he didn't go out and spend a bunch of money on skinnier tunics. (laughs) Skinnier, yeah, thinking you're always going to fit into that new military outfit. Yeah, yeah. Final thought on education was one of those key uh, thoughts from the teacher. It's changed so much in the last five years. People don't realize it. Yeah, no kidding. Armstrong and Getty.